Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah, wherever fine podcasts are, including the iOS podcast app, if you want to support the show, what are you doing? I was like, are you kind of using force powers to help you with that thing? Go you're there. really excited about Star Wars. I am really excited about Star Wars. I'm really disappointed you're not going to go see it this weekend, so we can't talk about it until like the two months afterwards when you see it. What's wrong with this? Because uh, I need to put a stroke on the little Twitter things. Um, if you really want to uh, support the show in a non-financial way, uh, leave us a rating or a review on the podcast app on the iOS. Oh, iOS devices right here. We're also available on the Twitter, at the Patreon, if you <laughs> On the Patreon. All right, they know our, our Twitter Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. This is the last got, podcast we have to do for the week. You might be a little uh, goofy. We got, and it's also NXT 205 Live, so who cares? Uh, we have 40 I friendos watching like right now. I Live a lot. Uh, no, it's look, it's our favorite thing, but nobody, like, you know, who cares about it? It's the thing. least watch of our recaps. What is that? It looks like cum on my shoulder right here, pal. Demonetized. <laughs> the devil. Um, anyways, Patreon. Can we, can we make a devil <laughs> shirt? Or will, will that, like, run afoul? <laughs> I think we can. I don't know. What did you think they can? I mean, it's pretty much. Blackcraft Cult has made an entire, like. No, no, I mean, it's pretty much doing that is, is, is putty from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, I know, but it's us doing it at this point. Yeah, that was 20 point. years ago. Go. Um, yeah, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash uh, Stephen Larson. I'm going to be spending all weekend sending out all those friendo care packages. Um, so, yeah, if you were a patron at some point uh, and kicked in $20 or more and then now you're not, please DM us either on Patreon or Twitter or something and we'll put your name on the list of uh, people who get their care packages. Let us they know. They just made the list. They just made the list. Just let me know what month you pledged your Patreon uh, to, so you can double and check. So I can double check. Yeah. You know, so you know, don't try to scam us. No. You know, be honest, people. Please. We're also available. Pro. Let's see if this works. Pro wrestling tees. Oh, look at our. We're drowning in shirts, Larson. Here, drop the graphic. Drop graphic now. Look at that. All right, put it back up. You can get this my morning jacket shirt. Can you? At our pro wrestling tee shop. Not I like. True. 
We've only sold one of this right here. Yeah, it wasn't you or me. It was, yeah, no, it wasn't us. I kind of want it, but it looks great. One thing is, like, you know, it, I didn't think about it, but if if you wear it, you know, man or woman, if you have, you know, boobs, then it's going to be my face and your face on the, you know. Yeah. Might look kind of weird. I didn't think about that going into it. Can't think of everything. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's 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 our show. Those are our plugs. See you later. Man, two and five live was good. It was really. It was good. like I liked it better than NXT. Yeah, same here. Wow, some good storytelling. Some uh, what a terrible dramatic, crowd. Yeah, dramatic. They all deserve to be like um, uh, what is what do they used to use in the World War One? The mustard gas. Oh my gosh. They all deserve to get or pepper sprayed. Pepper sprayed. You don't have problems with your nerves and stuff. Just pepper sprayed. Just everybody, everybody that chanted. This is boring. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Spray in the face. 205 Live was a really good show, and it, there was some quality, quality storytelling throughout. I'm just talking about that ending. Holy oh, crap. Oh, yeah, specifically that. That ending was fantastic. It should have been. That should have been. That should have closed. Remember when 205 would, like, close out Raw sometimes? Yeah, that was great. For a spell, they should have closed out Raw with this, because mm-hmm. I feel like the crowd would have been into well, it. Or closed out Raw instead. I don't know. Oh, Ron, Ron and Kane. Kane. The double count-out finish. Yeah, yeah double count-out closed out raw. Yeah, they could have done 205 Live. No kidding. Anyways, let me bring up... No, I don't even know where my notes are. What happened first on 205 Live? Uh, first, we had Arya Davari versus Cedric Alexander. Mm. Um, Drew Gulak accompanied Arya Davari to the ring. Yeah. Dropped a promo. Um, really good match. They are, um, they are yeah. really booking Cedric strong, so even if he doesn't oh, win dude. on Raw this next week... It's a matter of time. That lum that lumbar check. Oh my gosh! I said for the longest time that Noam Dar sells a lumbar check better than anybody. Arya Davari might be might you be like him. You like him because the first stuff. time it was like just it was pretty much like he had his back broken. Yeah, know. yeah. But then on this on two hundred five live, he did a little bounce off the yeah, legs and then just fell completely limp. It was great. Yeah, they're they're selling the crap out of that. It's great. I love it. It's yeah. fantastic. But the match was really good. A lot of good back and forth. At one point, uh, Davari goes to the top rope going for a frog splash, and then uh, Gulak gets on his bullhorn, starts yelling at him, get off the top rope. You don't need to do that. Yeah, that stuff made me laugh. It is. It does. Drew Gulak is so great. He's fantastic. He's yeah. yelling through his bull, bullhorn throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Because, well, he was going to give, Drew Gulak was going to give um, the, the promo. He was going to do the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. He, he skipped all That's why oh, I got to yeah. get these notes up. You like to skip things. You skip things. No, I just so saw, pod- promo, I saw a promo here, and I forgot I made note of what the promo was about. It was a podcast. We just, you know. Talk and talk, talk and talk. For an hour and 60-minute mark, we just like, all right, bye, done. Um, yeah, Gulak was going to, he, he confirmed that Noam Dar was injured. Yeah. He required knee surgery, Ooh. so he's going to do a PowerPoint presentation. I believe he says. Knee rehab. How to rehab? How to rehab your knee? Knee, knee reconstruction. Oh, I thought oh, it was on. I thought it was afterwards. Like once he's out of surgery, oh, this is how you. It was like a ninety-seven point yeah, presentation of how yeah. to do something with you. I try to keep up with with everything. Sometimes it's hard, Steve. No, it's okay. I get it. I got, I got your back. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, Cedric Alexander went over the lumbar check. Yeah, they're booking uh, Cedric Strong. Which Next. is good. Yeah. He's the best. No, he's the best. Next up, we have the Zoe Train backstage. Um, they were all commiserating amongst themselves. Fans, Enzo. Yeah, so Enzo walks up. And he's but they like, were talking like, a, sorry, Gulak was giving Davari pointers about what he could have done to win the match. Right. And then Enzo walks in. And he, he's all insecure. He's all feeling everybody's like talking behind his back. Yeah, he's like, why are you giving pointers? Yeah. Oh, you're giving him pointers? And he's like, do you not understand? You're the back. You're behind me on the on the Zoe Train. And Gulak's just trying to explain things. And Enzo starts running him down, and, and Gulak does that lower lip thing where his lower lip comes out. 
He's all. Yeah, it's like that. It was part shaking a little part bit. anger, part sadness. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm not trying to step out of my place, but also I can out-wrestle you in any day of the week. Yeah, they're so. also talking about like the Cruiserweight title stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He said, no, I know I know, you know, you my role in the Zoe train, but... He's like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I can take that title off you. Yeah. And Enzo's getting really upset about that. And so he says, you guys are going to join me ringside tonight my match. I guess Tony Nese. I guess Tony Nese. He just yeah. walks off. Exactly. Uh, so then uh, we had Jack Gallagher versus Galisto. Um, it was a decent match. No, this was fine. I was trying to think. I had a thought about Grand Metal Leak because Grand Metal Leak came in. So Kalisto won with like a roll up. Yeah. Kalisto, I'll say this about Kalisto. His roll ups are great. Usually I can't, I'm not a huge fan of roll ups because I think the ref on a roll up needs to count a little on the fast side for it to make any sense. Yeah. Because too often they just sort of sit there during the longest three count and then when they're done with three, then they kind of try to kick out of it and they're like, oh, and I'm like, I feel like you could have kicked out of that the entire time. Pretty much. But, like, if, if the ref goes a little faster. With Kalisto, the roll-up kind of came out of nowhere yeah. a little bit, and the and the ref was a bit fast on it, so it kind of made, it was, it made sense. When uh, Orton rolled up Zayn a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, I like that because Orton just had his weight, like, literally all on top of Sami Zayn. That, it works then, too. Yeah. But a lot of times you see roll-ups. Where when you're, like, on, on him. Yeah, if your weight's too far back towards the, the person's tailbone, right. it's going like, to be super easy to kick out. Oh, I know. closer to, like, the back of the knees. That legitimately seems like it'd be hard to kick out. When the when the dude when you're like folding the guy in half, yeah. then it makes sense. But like yeah, like you said, when it's just really half hearted, they're just sitting there looking like an idiot, like they're trying to like they're trying to do a turtle impression. Yeah, it's, pretty it's much. Really dumb. Um, this is, uh, Gallagher did a lot of uh, joint manipulation, some scientific stuff, really working over uh, Kalisto's ankle. Oh, that's what I was gonna say when Grand Metal League made the save, which I thought was great because yeah. Grand, Grand Metal League is fantastic. Yeah, he is. I would not mind. So remember how uh, uh, what's the face Kalisto and and Sin Cara uh, were the Lucha Dragons. Mm-hmm. I would like to kick so get Sin Cara out of there. Grand Metalik and, and Kalisto. Oh, that'd be good. I would be much happier with that as a duo, just because like Kalisto's way better than Sin Cara, mm-hmm. and Grand Metalik is way better than Sin Cara. But yeah. they have their own styles. Yeah. Bring them back up to the main roster. Or bring Kalisto back up. Have him bring Grand Metal League with him. New tag team, like, you know, Lucha Dragons. Well, if they start filling 2.0 out the, uh, the 205 Live uh, roster with new additions, they can almost justify a tag division there. That'd be cool, too. That'd be fun Because we saw when well. uh, Cedric Alexander and Grand Metal League were tagging together. They were doing mm-hmm. some awesome stuff. Imagine a tag team of Cedric and Mustafa Ali. That would be incredible. Yeah, no, man. I want to, Cedric needs to be his own. No, I agree. I don't want a tag team. I'm just using those examples. No. No. Drew Gulak and Tony Nese made a good tag team. Um, so did Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. Yeah. But that can't happen now. No. Definitely not going to happen. Won't, won't. Um, anyways, next up we had Enzo backstage. Um, and he was uh, talking to Drew Gulak. Enzo, he was in his robe getting ready for his match. And, yeah, Drew Gulak was like, dude, nobody wants to see a fight between you and Tony Nese. And he's like, this isn't going to be a fight. This Technical is, spectacle. Yeah, this is going to be Matt wrestling. We're going to give the sh- people an exhibition. We're going to give them a show. We're going to show them what wrestling is all about. Yeah. And uh, Gulak just wants peace amongst the Zotrain. And Enzo, Enzo's really good at just playing that sort of villain. He's such a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's a crap wrestler, but he you can say this about him. Number one, he makes a pretty good heel. Yeah, he does. You know? And uh, and he he's really good at that kind of 
That's why I think, like, that dude, he should he should have a pretty seamless transition into some sort of acting stuff. You think so? Because his performances are always on point. His perf- his backstage performances are always actually really good. Like, yeah. some people are super awkward, but he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Drew Gulak, i got to say this now before I forget, is probably doing some of, if not the best character work in all of WWE right now. I agree with that completely. He's I think a lot, of the, a lot of the guys here yeah. are doing that. Yeah. yeah. Because Tony Nese tonight... Yeah, was fantastic. But I mean, Gulak has shown a, a, a range of emotion mm-hmm. just using his face, especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Again, bums me out that this storyline wasn't on Raw, and people were like, "This is boring." Oh, so upset with that. I was so annoyed. I was pissed. I can't stand that. Yeah, like that. That's that, that's the line, man. That's the line for this is boring. That's flipping rude. Man. It is. That's so rude. Uh, let's just be here. cool, people. You know, if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't cheer. Nobody's saying you have to cheer. Nobody's if you don't like it, just get out of your seat and leave. Nobody's yeah. making you stay there. You don't have to make us think about You've it. You've seen SmackDown. You 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 got what you paid for. If you really want to see the dark match after 205 Live, sit in your seat. Just be patient. You chanting this is boring isn't going to make everybody that dark has match these things happen any sooner. Get on your phone. Get on Reddit and enjoy some fan fiction. I don't know something. Boy, people annoy me, man. Uh, let's see here. Another thing. Uh, oh, Adeo Tommy officially announced debuts on 205 Live next week. We both think he's going to go through the uh, the ranks of local enhancement talent before moving his way up the card, yes? Yeah, I think he's going to... they got to give him some good opportunities to develop a character, too. Yeah, I know. That was kind of his thing in NXT, is that he never really had that chance. He was a guy to come in, put people to sleep. Um, and then I really liked his work as a heel. Same here. Uh, that was really good. His mask is... Uh, Bobby Roode was good. Yeah, it was, was a heel it was, No, all of his matches were good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we had Tony Nese for Zenzo. How much did you love Tony Nese coming out? I, and I know Drew Gulag by the end was great. Oh, but Tony Nese is coming out and not doing his usual thing on the ramp was great. Very disheartened, dishearteningly taken off his vest as opposed to doing the peck thing. He didn't do the numbers thing. No. He was coming down. And he was just like, I don't know why I'm doing. I don't know no, what, I don't I'm, what doing I'm doing this. here. Why am I doing this? Because the thing is, it's not that he's scared that he's going to have to fight Enzo. No, because he could destroy Enzo. Because he could destroy Enzo, exactly. <laughs> it's, he has a place that he feels... I mean, you have to under, you have to try to get... You have to try to generate some motivation for why anybody would follow Enzo. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is a good career move for me as, yeah. a, as a competitor. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get on the Zo train. Going to make some more money. But now I'm in trouble with the boss. Yeah. No, you know, I can, you know, I'm sure back at the it's, bank. It's, it's, it's sort of like when you're at work and you get an email from your boss. They come and see me in my office in 15 minutes. I can, I can probably wreck my boss. Like uh, Big Derek back in the day. I couldn't wreck him. He was a big dude. <laughs> but a lot of my other bosses, I probably could have wrecked. Yeah. I mean, you know, I forget her name, but my last boss, who's like a little old lady, one punch knockout. <laughs> I would never do that. No. But that was never the reason why I was no, but I think apprehensive about I, taking a meeting I think, with her. I think my analogy was, was more on point, because literally, like, you just get an email from your boss saying, come see me in my office at this time, and you're like, why do I have to do that? Yeah. I didn't do anything. I don't think what other boss I could erect. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get off that. What about me? I was your boss for a while. Oh, I wreck you, man, in a heartbeat. Nope. Uh, you know, a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Nope. This is a little tiny man. Mm-mm. A big man. To wreck you. Nope. Yeah. What about uh, you were Hilton's boss? Could Hilton wreck you? Oh, probably. <laughs> He's quicker than I am. He is quicker than you. That don't matter, man. I'm a hoss. It'd be like, it's like, with you and me, it's like Braun versus Ellsworth. No. 
No. <laughs> trying to think what other bosses could I have wrecked. Who was your boss at Machinima? Was it Joel? I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> you can wreck. You can wreck. I'll put I'm you. I'm not going to talk. Um, these days, you can wreck Joel. What? Oh, what? You and I can talk, but you can't talk about wrecking Joel? No, I'm not going to talk about that. Really? No. I'll, t- I'll say it. You can wreck Joel. He's a great guy. I'm not he is saying, a great guy. I'm not saying you would ever have reason to wreck him. No. I'm just saying, objectively speaking, I'm pretty sure you could wreck him, especially these days. You come over here all the time. You're like, oh, I just wrecked my back. Oh, my peaks. Look at my peaks, Steve. Look at my abs. Well, I never tell you look at my peaks or my abs. Look, you want to say that on camera, that's fine. But off camera, we know how it is. You come in here, you start going... <laughs> take off your shirt. You oil up. And I'm like, why are you doing this? We need to be shooting daily. And you're like... So I do that to get hyped up for the show. Exactly. I put my shirt on. I put my, my hoodie back on. Yeah. So I'm comfortable. Yeah. But underneath, it's just oil. Oil and muscle. And muscle. So you're telling me you, patchy couldn't, chest hair. you couldn't wreck Joel, man. You I'm can. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to oh, talk about it. Yeah, you can. I don't want exactly. to talk about it. What other bosses do I have? Yeah, I can wreck like a good 80% of my old bosses, man. Some of my big Derek, I can't wreck him. Yeah. Big dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Tony Nese versus Denzel. So Tony Nese comes out, understands he can wreck yeah. his boss, but, but that's not his apprehension. Nonetheless, it's his boss. Right, exactly. Um, Enzo comes out, drops a promo, saying how he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. But this is all going to be a technical spectacle. Just put on a scientific match. And Nese is like pleading with Enzo. He's like, dude, come on. Let's not let's not do this. Let's not do yeah. this. And uh, and Enzo's like, no, come on, come on. He's like, you can't even see my feet. They're so fast. And he starts doing goofy feet movements. Um, Enzo slaps Tony Nese. Tony Nese gets mad. He starts walking well, him he, down. He presents himself to Tony Nese. <laughs> Tony Nese doesn't say, come, wrestle me. Mm-hmm. He puts out his leg and says, come on, shoot. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. And Tony Nese is just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Enzo starts talking trash, slaps mm-hmm. him, and then Tony Nese gets mad. Right, right, right. And then slowly starts kind of like... Uh, Walking towards Enzo, and Enzo realizes the gravity of the situation. Is trying to yeah, he's like, oh, on. crap, this guy can wreck me, much yeah. like Larson. Could have wrecked his old bosses at Machine. And so uh, <laughs> Enzo's all, whoa. <laughs> little old lady one oh, I awful. never would have done that. It's awful. I mean, it's hugely illegal. It's awful. Vastly unethical and immoral. Just saying. So anyways, let's get back on on topic here. Better watch your performance here. You better watch yourself, little old lady. All right, just get it all out of you. You done? Power slam. Get it all out. All right, it's done. It's done. All right. So uh, as Nice is walking towards Enzo, just wanting to absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Wreck him. Wreck him, man. Uh, Davari attacks Nice from behind. So, yeah. Uh, Gulak just stands out there on the ringside area just in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, asking, why are you doing this? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, come on, man. It's a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah, Enzo demands that Gulak gets in the ring. Gulak does. It's like when Kreese would have been wrecking Johnny. You know, remember Kreese? Yeah. He's terrifying. Yeah. And then he was probably, you know, didn't he wreck Johnny after the tournament? Like, you remember Karate Kid 3 took place right after Karate Kid 1? Didn't Karate Kid 2 take place right after Karate Kid 1, too? Um, and right. the parking lot. But then... But then Karate Kid 3, you saw Kreese after the tournament. I think I saw Karate Kid 3. Really? No. You saw Kreese. <laughs> His name was Kreese. <laughs> and he wrecked Johnny for not wrecking uh, Daniel. Face? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel-san. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So it was a similar situation here. Um, um, but anyways, uh, Gulak's saying, this isn't right what you're doing, Enzo. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Enzo starts... 
getting in Gulak's face, mm-hmm. tell him, you know, are you on board the Zo train or not? Mm-hmm. He get, they were nose to nose. Yeah. And then finally Gulak, looks seems like Gulak's going to hit Enzo. Instead, he goes and kicks Tony Nese right in the face. Yeah, and man. And immediately, like, torn about it. Yeah. Just the range of emotions Drew, uh, Drew Gulak showed in this was, sequence was great. It was, like, drawn out. Yeah. It was a really, really expertly produced, expertly executed scenario that the crowd started chanting, delete, and this is boring, and I wanted to go out and anything just but. wreck that entire crowd. They're all your bosses. They're all that. my bosses at that point. I've always liked my boss. I never had a boss I didn't like. Yeah, same here. Pretty much. I'm trying to think back. It's years I like my boss. It's years. I like my boss at Toys R Us. I've never really disliked anyone. Yeah, I think I've liked all my bosses, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's see. Like I said, these days, you know, YouTube, YouTube's kind of our boss. These kind days. of like we get paid or not paid based on YouTube. Yeah, or Patreon. Hey, we had some beef with Patreon, but then we passed it up. Yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. Um. So at the end of the segment, Enzo gives Nice Jadonzo. Yeah. Eat the feet. I did. I liked. I liked how that Jadonzo was done. Because it was kind of execution style. Yeah. He was all being held up because he was already wrecked. Yeah. And then and when Enzo fell back... He was staring like, at Gulak, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And it kind of made it like a shotgun sound. Yeah. Because, you know, his back hit the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of... It was, it was yeah, actually yeah. an effective use of his finisher. And it was. It was Enzo saying, hey, Drew, if you don't get in line, this is what's in store for you. Yeah. So Drew is definitely turning face within the next two weeks. Oh, man. I know. I just... This segment, I thought, could have been so much more effective if it was on Raw. Yeah. I mean, it really could have yeah. been. Bump is a bummer. Whether Drew actually wins the title or not, I don't know, because I can see a scenario potentially where Enzo or, and or Davari get involved and keep Drew from winning. The 205 Live ratings weren't in the Observer newsletter this week. Either, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I did the search for it, and I couldn't find them. So I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know what they're basing on what. But I do think that it's kind of time when we start thinking about wrestlers wrestling for that Cruiserweight Championship as opposed to Enzo just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Drew Gulak would be a fantastic... I'm just thinking, like, after Gulak, if if Gulak gets the belt and has it for a couple months... I mean, Hideo Itami is going to be sitting... It's going to be like an Oscar situation. It's like, how long can she really be in the women's division on Raw before she they put needs, the belt on her, yeah. they, she needs a shot of the title? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's got to be Hideo Itami. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Drew's doing great work. They're booking Cedric fantastically right now. They're doing they're doing a couple things really really well. And yeah, Drew and Cedric are at the top of that list. And even even Enzo, yeah, he's a freaking great heel champion yeah, right now, man. I think he's doing I really wish good. There was a little bit more meat to the whole Brian Kendrick Jack Gallagher thing. I kind of you're right because I don't care. You're yeah, right. It seems slim. Like I don't. Why are they even going after Kalisto at this point? I don't know. You know, even Kendrick looks kind of checked out. Yeah, he does. You know. I think Gallagher was super over as a face, and they just kind of, like, abruptly turned him heel. Yeah, I know. That was kind of weird. Um, but, you know what? If it means we get more... Ooh, Grand Metalik. Yeah. I can watch that guy wrestle yeah. all day long. Oh, I know. Next. Let's we talk about NXT. NXT. You didn't watch the whole thing on USA. I did. So, okay. So, it, you're right. It definitely... First off, them, them being NXT, being on USA is cool. Good to see a show that I enjoy get a bit more exposure. And hopefully yeah, sure. it does well in the ratings. Yeah, sure. Um, that, El that being said, to make room in the show for the broadcast, for the commercials, they had to cut a lot of the, 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 the little things that I feel like make NXT enjoyable. Little backstage segments, the fake press conferences, 
a lot of the matches felt like they were shortened to fit into TV. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it took away from the overall NXT experience. There's a couple of video packages that I get while it was in there to serve as introductions mm-hmm. to characters. For example, the Ember Moon video package. Yeah. Um, which is well done and all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm so used to the NXT experience on the network. That's what I'm used to. Yep. That's what I like. Yep. I like all the little quirky backstage things, yeah. all the fake press conferences, all the segments in Regal's office. I like all that. It adds character to the show. This didn't have pretty much any of that. Had a really good main event. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. If, I feel like if they're going to try to put NXT out there for a large audience, give them the full NXT experience, make it like an hour and a half mm-hmm. so they can fit the commercials in there, but still give it the full NXT flavor. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said and more. Um, I watched the first uh, like 20 minutes, I think, um, of the show on USA. I know a lot of people were saying, and you even echoed this, but some people were saying that the presentation looked... Oh, it did look different. Different? Yeah, it looked different on broadcast, yeah. Okay. Like the fr- the frame rate seemed a little different. Did it? Okay. I just, I just chalked it up to streaming it versus watching it on cable. That could be. I didn't... Uh, like the, Even the, the picture quality, it seemed a bit less contrasty. Yeah. The motion... But here's the thing that I, I found, because like watching it... I know the NXT arena is not a large venue, mm-hmm. but that never... It never really came across when you stream it, just based on the visual quality of it. But watching it on, maybe it's just the perception of watching NXT, which I know is in a small arena on cable, it just made the, the venue seem smaller. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. Um, so I, I, I was a little bit out of my usual routine. Um, usually I watch it late night Wednesday. Um, and this time I watched it early morning this morning. And I didn't pick up on any of that stuff. I watched it through the Sony PlayStation View. Maybe there's a difference between actual cable coming in and the because you know the place the the PlayStation View is a streaming service. Yeah, there's compression involved with so sort of streaming things. So maybe yeah. there's a difference there. I don't know. Um, the experience to me on USA, I, I echo your sentiment exactly. Uh, exposure is great. It's fantastic. I will kind whatever's whatever's best for business for WWE I'm into because it does help our business. I just don't I like the experience on the network so much more. Everything you said for me it's on steroids. I think that makes the experience mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. The regal bits, the press conferences, when Lars Sullivan walks away and he's got his chones on. Yeah. All that stuff makes NXT for me, along with like, you know, the characters. I love all the characters and all that kind of stuff. Um but that you see how tickled I get every week and how detail oriented I am yeah. with my rundown of yeah. NXT. And I don't even need notes. Yeah. You know, I just I remember all the, the little intricacies and the quirks. And on top of that, for me personally, there was such a huge difference. I was sitting there and I was I would I'd watch NXT and then I'd go to commercial break and I'd get on my laptop because I have my laptop with me always. And then I'm like Oh, it's still an annoying Sonic commercial that I'm just used to on SmackDown. I don't really care because it's SmackDown. But I'm like, God, all these commercials are bogging down my experience. Yeah. And I understand that WWE Network has their own commercials. I'm fine. I don't care but about usually those. usually just one 30-second spot and you're back. Right, to- exactly. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is, I don't want to watch it like this. And so, like, 20 minutes in, I flipped it over to the network, and I was like, wait a second. And I, I fast-forward a bit. 
And then there is an Ember Moon match. And I was like, well, I didn't fast forward it to the same amount that I was into the broadcast. Why is there a match right now that I didn't see on the USA? Because they cut it out of the yeah, yeah. Was, was her match right after almost? No, it was after Authors of Pain. Oh, okay. It was after, the, I think it was the Authors of Pain and Danny Birch. Uh, and uh, Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we'll just start. So, it, you know, they cut that. Usually, I'll just say this. Usually for NXT, I'll have about a page worth of notes. And this is maybe half. Yeah. Because there wasn't as much going on. Even the matches, say, for the main event were really short. Yeah, I know. I know. Even like even on the network, the uh, I was just really disappointed. The Ember Moon. Um, oh, uh, Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce made it. was like five minutes, maybe. I mean, dude, give them, give them 15 minutes. I get the idea of, of booking Ember Moon strong. I'm all for that. Put somebody else out there. Mm-hmm. Grab, you know, put somebody, put Dakota Kai out there. You know, mm-hmm. some of Classic or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, um, it kicked off. I mean, that didn't, you know, I'm not crapping all over NXT. There was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But it just was not the normal experience for me. And, uh, you know, uh, Andrade almost came out looking like a million bucks. Yep. Uh, with that title. El Idolo. Yeah. Hold on, Steve. Tranquilo. Don't tell me to Tranquilo. Tranquilo. He uh, had a title defense. Well, I guess it wasn't a title defense. Uh, he had a match. Bad, yeah. Against Fabian Eichner. Oh, Fabian. He's That's around a lot. Spot, right? man. The spot where he did the springboard. Mm-hmm. Plancha mm-hmm. onto almost on the outside. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, I know that was good stuff. And actually, uh, Eichner had the upper hand for the majority of this match. I feel like I've seen that before. He fought who Gargano? Didn't yeah, he, didn't he win? He beat Gargano. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. So I don't know what's. I mean, I he's he's so like kind of characterless because you don't really see. He's him a he's an NXT mid card worker. Yeah. Still hasn't had his uh, final packaging. I'm not used yet. to people like that having, like, you know, strong showings. Like, I'm used to Raul Mendoza, and he usually, I mean, he didn't get squashed. He, uh, Eichner faced somebody else. Oh, uh, Cassius Ono, I think, had a match against and looked good. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I so I think they, that, yeah. They, they like his in-ring work. I, it's just the character stuff. They're Do you think, on. okay, mate, so I wonder if Fabian Eichner, I'll almost guarantee that is not going to be his final name. He'll get a new name, new gimmick. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting for Dan Matha though. I, I kind of wish that this was a Dan Matha situation. That was, I still love the Dan Matha. It was Matha the best, thing. wasn't it? So good. That was the best. Oh. Build him up over multiple weeks during video videos. And then have Samoa Joe just destroy him. Oh, it was so great. Good. Oh, it was so good. What a ballsy move. I know. And then as a result, he's off TV for a year. He's doing the house show stuff so yeah. they can reintroduce them. I know. Completely different name. Oh, that's great. It's so good. It's fantastic. Anyways, uh, El Idolo won with the uh, Hammerlock DDT. Yep. Does that have a name? They just call it Hammerlock DDT. Nice. And that's what it is. <coughs> Next up, uh, Next. on USA, they got an Ember Moon video package. Was um, that on the network? I don't think so. So they probably, because this is like maybe a minute long, they probably chopped this out of the network broadcast and, and, and started the match instead. Yeah. Um, just kind of a brief rundown of her career with some little interview bits with her and Corey Graves and a couple mm-hmm. others. Yeah. It was, man, I swear, like, the entrances were as long as the actual match. Ember Moon went over with a Eclipse, um, Eclipse on Peyton Royce. wasn't really, it was just a by-the-numbers match, mm-hmm. you know, nothing big. Um, next. Next. Only oh. Lorcan and Danny Birch versus the Authors of Pain. I think another thing is... The Authors of Pain really just... They're they're totally in lame duck. No, they're spinning their wheels, man. They're spinning their wheels. There's, again, There's really no reason for them to be there right now. Way to get called up. And so, Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, they did the job for the Authors of Pain. They had a, a good hard, showing, though. Uh, you know, it was a great showing. It was a hard-hitting match. They did that thing where they were like... 
they kind of mosh each other. They mosh pit in the middle. Like they had each of they had uh, Occam and Razier in the corners, and then uh, Lorcan and Birch would meet in the middle, middle and then bounce off each other and bounce off each other. And Lorcan had a spot cool. where he just flapped everybody. Oh, I love. I can never get enough of those I know, flaps. I know. Oh my God, they look right. like they're 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 horrifying. They're fantastic though. But in the end, it was Super Collider last chapter. Yeah, authors of pain go over. Yeah, absolutely. again, just biding their time till they get called up. I know, but man, are, can we expect some good things out of Lorcan and Birch? Because I love them to death, and I yeah, want big things for them. I know, maybe they have to bide their time too till authors of pain gets like they called couldn't up. Have, they couldn't have had somebody else like eat pins to the authors of pain. Well, I hope is 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 part of a story where yeah they're trying they're learning to be a team. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. Although we didn't really get that. No, they seem a bit too cohesive to be learning how to tag together. Right, no, exactly. They didn't They didn't show any of that story in the ring. Usually NXT is really good about showing yeah, stuff. Yeah, I also like their last match, which they lost to Orkin and, or Lorcan and Birch. They really touched upon. And wasn't that one against Sabatelli and, Ro- and Riddick Moss? I think so, yeah. Was they it? lost that, yeah. How'd that song go? Monday. You love it. You should tell me. How does uh, Blood Your Brother's song go? Well, you know what song I'm Something like that. That's da, 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 da. Yeah, I was doing it my, you know, when I was trying to go to bed the other night. No, whenever I think of uh, Sabatelli and Moss's uh, theme music, I always think of... Uh, Our De- car? <laughs> oh, yeah. I always think of Deion Sanders' Must Be the Money. Oh, okay. Must Be the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was my favorite part of Any Given Sunday is when they did Jamie Foxx had his rap video. Yeah. Oh, man, that was great. Cause it's actually a decent song. Um, anyways. Next, get a Sandy promo. I thought the production value of this was a little bit better than some of the uh, usual NXT. Yeah, I like this. Awesome location. Location. It looks like it was 24 frames. Yeah. Um... What did Alexander Wolf say at the end? I don't know. Because I have no. I I would be. I think it would be amazing if he literally just mumbled gibberish. Yeah. Because he said. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I bet something in German. I don't know. I don't know either. Because I love and I love Nikki. God, I love Nikki. Oh yeah, that's right. Nikki Cross came out at the end of the Ember Moon match. Oh okay. And uh, wrecked everybody. Okay. And the crowd started chanting "Thank you, Nikki." Yeah, it was great. Hmm. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah, she's good. She's so good. She's so good. She's good. So uh, Eric Young says that uh, they'll face Undisputed Air at some point. It was announced uh, after their promo that it's going to be Redragon versus Sandy for the tag titles next week. Yes, very exciting. I'm very excited to get back on track with normal NXT. Yeah, me too. Crappy. Oh, nice stuff, Grizzly, but first, NXT. Um, let's see here. Oh, next up, I really liked how they shot this. The Sh- We got a Shayna Baszler. Um, this time she was not silhouetted yeah. like she was last week. They did a thing where like she was silhouetted and then she stepped forward. They clicked the light on. She stepped forward, but they clicked the light on her, and then she. But she had she had a great look. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. They just filmed it really cool. Yeah. Um. And they just had a, a graphic which had her name. Yeah. No uh, arrival date though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, rad though. It was good. Uh, and finally, we had our main event: Adam Cole versus Alistair Black for a spot in the Fatal Four Way for a new number one contender NXT title. Adam Cole and Redragon came out, and they did yeah. their their sign. Shock the truth! But then Adam Cole's like, "Hey guys, hey I guys, got this. I got this." So it was full arrogant Adam Cole. Uh huh. He did a lot of Adam Cole baybays during the match. So many baybays. Which was great. We hadn't seen that since he'd been in NXT. I have a theory, Steve. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you mentioned that you had a theory. What's your theory? And this could be, this is 
really just pulling things out of my rear end, but I'm going to say it anyways because we, we have time to fill. Um, uh, so last night against Aleister Black, we saw, like, hyper-arrogant Adam Cole. Yeah. Arrogant with a little bit of a self-entitlement. Yeah. Like, he feels like that belt, the NXT title, should already belong to him. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if they're going to take approach similar to what they did with Almas, although Almas, the character he had in his, his early heel days at NXT, I don't think was exactly what he was doing in CML or, or anything. Right. But they deconstructed that character and built him back up. And mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if they're going to take what Adam Cole did in Ring of Honor, use that, he, like he thinks he can come into NXT as the same guy and just dominate like he did in Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. finds that he can't. Mm-hmm. And so they, he has to deconstruct his character and mm-hmm. build it back up. Very cool. To something that's more NXT specific. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to explain, like... I mean, I get having him lose to Aleister Black because they got huge plans for Aleister Black. He's going to be NXT champion next year, probably. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, they could have easily booked things differently so Adam Cole advanced to the Fatal 4 eventually. So I was thinking, what's the purpose behind it? Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought him in to much fanfare. He attacked uh, Drew at the end of uh, NXT Brooklyn 3. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a reason. I always figure there's a reason for NXT doing some things. And that's the best I can come up with. Yeah. Right now with a limited sample size. <laughs> I wonder, I, I would think it might be a little bit more simplistic than that. I like your idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, I kind of feel like it more, it might more, it might be more of a way to stress that Undisputed Era is about strength in numbers. Could be that too. They need that to really gain any success. Because at that point, you're also... Um, you're getting around if anybody would have an issue with size, although he does seem to be bulking up a little bit. Well, I mean, this is the first time I really noticed Aleister Black mm-hmm. as having put on some muscle. Oh, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah he's definitely doing that. But, um, you know, they've been banned from ringside. He comes in and he loses. So now he needs to be like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I have the backup that I need yeah, to make sure we all go for it. I just kind of like this booking Adam Cole a little weak. Oh, it totally is. It, well, it's, it's, it's booking him strategically. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got... I mean, it's kind of a roundabout way of, of doing what you're saying, but, uh, you know, in terms of... Like, I understand that him, rationale. Him having to understand that he's in a whole new... It's a whole new ballgame. Yeah, here. but I understand that rationale in terms of taking on someone like Drew McIntyre, who's massive. Mm-hmm. But Alistair Black's not that much larger than Adam Cole. He's like yeah. an inch or two taller. Yeah. Maybe like 15 pounds heavier, at least, you know, in terms of listed weight. But, like, Adam Cole's roughly the same size as Roderick Strong and some of the other competitors in NXT. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily need the strength in numbers mm-hmm. to take on a lot of the other members of the roster. Yeah. Apart from a couple, you know, larger competitors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, 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 I do think that we're going to get... Um, I think that Undisputed Air is going to add to their ranks. I get, I guess I have a gut feeling. I mean, I've had that feeling for I a while. Want, well, Maybe I, they I, won't. I was thinking, too, like, you know, next week you have... Redragon against Sanity, say Redragon wins the titles, mm-hmm. and then Adam Cole is the only member without a belt, mm-hmm. and cause some dissension in the ranks. Yeah, maybe. You know, since the whole point of them being there is to have all the belts. Well, yeah, I don't know, because I don't know what their, like, what their end game is with, with Undisputed Era. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is. Because I, I still feel like we're in the very beginning stages of what they have planned for yeah, Undisputed Yeah, we never heard Era. a manifesto from them either. Right, yeah. You know, we heard that from, well, we gathered that from Sandy. We got that from Bobby Roode when he showed up. He said very clearly what his plan was. And apart from their name being undisputed. Well, I know. And, we got the idea little... that, that Adam Cole, based on commentary and what he said, thinks he should have the NXT title. That's all we really got. Mm, Did yeah. you notice his armband was had, like some of the, the graphic was coming off? I didn't. <laughs> See? 
the little details that I usually get, and this week is all thrown up because I had to be yep. on a stupid Grizzly Network. Yep. Man, I can't wait till next week. Get back on it. Get back on my game. Yep. Man. 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 Anyway, it was a good match. A lot of good back and forth. Adam Cole. Oh, I love the end. I loved when uh, I love when Adam Cole when uh, Alistair Black did the lift up by the chin thing, and then Adam Cole said, "Show me what you got." And then he got hit with a black mass and it was dropped like a sack of potatoes. Well, they, they also kind of called back to the Velveteen Dream feud when Adam Cole says, you know who I am? You know what my name is? And he's Adam Cole, baby. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So there's some good storytelling, some good character stuff. Mm. Hopefully it leads somewhere. Yeah. I hope so. Because I, I get the impression that they've got, like, big plans for Undisputed Era, but I'm starting to think that maybe they're just winging it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it seemed like they, it was going to be Adam Cole and Drew at uh, the takeover after Brooklyn. Yeah. And then we got a War Games match, which was great. Yeah. So, who knows? Mm. Maybe they decide they want to they push along Aleister Black a little faster. they got huge plans for him. No. It definitely seems like. Let's answer some questions. What yeah, do you say? I, sound, I, I say good. Uh, Connor Matthews. Good night, friendos. Is the crowd interest in 205 Live at an all-time low? Do you think the This Is Boring chance could be seen as a sign that 205 Live needs to rebuild? It'll be interesting. I don't know if it's at an all-time low because it's on a week-to-week basis, it's a different crowd. Like, sometimes crowd they're into really it, good. and sometimes they're super not into there it. There was a crowd up in Seattle that was really into the show a few weeks mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems to be based on the town, maybe based on... The quality of the, of the SmackDown that preceded it, what they have lined up for the dark match after 205 Live. I don't know. There's so many variables in play. Yeah. Um, but, like, the quality of the show itself this week was really good. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's really hard to tell. Um, Karen, you're not me, Borbin. Hey, friendos, do you think Cedric will win the Cruiserweight title during his tenure in 205 Live before moving on to the main roster? <laughs> as much as I want it to happen, there's no guarantee he will move on to the main roster, even though I think he, he could be hugely successful on either Raw or SmackDown as a singles competitor. Um, Right now, I feel like it's a coin flip between Cedric and Drew, who wins that match, and who faces Enzo. I can see the story playing out a couple different ways. Yeah, so can I. I mean, there's the there's the way that I really wanted to play out, and that's Drew going over and then Drew winning the Cruiserweight. There's that, or there's uh, Enzo and or Davari um, causing Drew to lose the match, and then Drew, in turn... Cost Enzo the match and Cedric wins the title. That could happen. Or or Drew loses straight up. Yeah. Although at this point, I don't know. I I, I don't think Drew's going to lose anything straight up at this point. No. He's he's too far along in the face turn process. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, maybe. I'm going to go with my scenario of Drew goes over. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Broken Steve. Hey, friendos. What is the better chance of happening? Cedric Alexander winning the Cruiserweight Championship or Aleister Black winning the NXT title? A better chance of happening? I would say they're kind of 50-50, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I guess the question would be, what will happen sooner? I would say Cedric winning mm-hmm. the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Because I think there's like a line of succession already kind of for the NXT Championship. Yeah. And they're getting Aleister Black there a little slower. Yeah. Then, although I don't know, if, if Alistair's not champed by the end of NXT Brooklyn Four, I'd be very surprised. Oh, by Mania? No, by August SummerSlam. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I. It probably yeah. should be Mania, but yeah, 
I don't know, man. Alistair Black, he, that's sort of an interesting thing. I can see Vince really wanting to jump the gun with him. And yeah, I hope bring Triple him H up. says, Mm-mm. Dad, listen, this is Dad. I find it funny that you want to bring him up so soon, but I've got big plans for him. He looks like a million bucks. He really looks like he could beat somebody up. <laughs> um, North Texas Hoff Patrick Beals. Beals. Hey, friendos, with the Shield more and more getting rid of their tactical gear for their T-shirts and with the Authors of Pain wearing more and more tactical gear, are we going to see them on Raw soon? Hopefully. But I don't think uh, the Shield hawking their merch should be any indication of where the Authors of Pain are going. Yeah. They're just trying to sell some merch. Uh, Okay, uh, the top-notch Super Beast Slow Wolf. So if this... Showing of NXT on USA was successful enough to land a TV deal, or you know, uh, help the go- n- yeah, help negotiations with uh, USA. Would it become a true third brand, or would it stay a developmental brand? And if it were to stay developmental, would call-ups do better on the main roster since they would have more exposure to n- more WWE Network subscribers? I don't know. Um, well, I don't think NXT is necessarily truly a developmental brand either. There's that aspect of it where you see some uh, homegrown talent and some indie wrestlers who may not have had, you know, the brands of someone like Adam Cole mm-hmm. come through and maybe get a oh, package. Non, I see what oh, you're saying. Non, okay, would yeah. call-ups do better yeah. on the main rosters if they would have more um, exposure? So I think the NXT is kind of has a two-pronged approach. There's one that's purely developmental, and there's another one that's, that's just kind of more... Uh, 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 WWE's version of Ring of Honor, essentially. Mm-hmm, yeah. a slightly different version of WWE's main roster product. As far as... Part of me wonders if call-ups would actually... Like, the reaction to the mishandlings of call-ups would be far more uh, 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 vocal mm-hmm. if NXT was on TV, because more people would know about these people and know how they were booked in NXT. Yeah. If they if the show was on USA and it got rings, you know, relatively comparable to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And then they get moved to Raw, or especially SmackDown, and, and have their their call-ups bungled. Like I, I think people would be more up in arms about it as opposed to now, where people might not exactly know. Like the full, you know, all that Nakamura did in NXT, right, right, Bobby right, Drew right. Or something. Um, so Drew McIntyre sent this tweet out yesterday to promote the USA thing. He said, uh, "One of my primary goals arriving to NXT was to ensure the world recognized us as a major leading brand. One day there will be trades between shows." Ending the idea of moving up. Feels like Triple H wrote that. Um, I'm not sure I like that, man. I don't like the idea of it just being like its own. I mean, I like it as its own third brand the way it is right now. Yeah, that's the thing. If they could, if they could, you know, raise the 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 uh, lack of a better word, esteem, or the the popularity, the access people have to NXT while keeping it its own thing, its own. You know, having yeah, because I mean, the packaging in NXT is one thing, and how it's shot in smaller venues and stuff. But the quality of wrestling is better. The the quality of storytelling generally is better, and I don't want to lose that for the sake of getting the show on, on USA. So the 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 appeal of NXT versus main roster, the main roster on USA and NXT as it is have their own separate unique appeals. Yeah. I don't want something that suddenly has the same exact appeal. I mean, not to not to counter Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I don't want something that has the same appeal as Raw and SmackDown, because guess what? We have Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, we have plenty of that. One of the major appeals of NXT is 
ooh, who have they signed, and when are they going to debut in NXT? You get to see the new people show up in NXT, be yeah. it from the indie ranks or be it from... If you just end up and you have trades, then NXT has a major issue or a major potential to end up being like WWE CW, yeah. which was let's dump our, you know, the people that Vince really doesn't want to deal yeah. with. Yeah, we don't want. Let's dump them over to ECW. To turn to that. I don't want that. I don't want, you know, I don't want trades. I want call-ups. I like call-ups. I think call-ups are great. They're, yeah. They add so much intrigue and fun and, and unpredictability to Raw and SmackDown. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like things kind of the way they are. I think you can have a very successful third brand in the ilk of NXT the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Without necessarily making it another homogenized WWE product. You know, I don't want Yeah, that. I don't want it to be No, that. I agree with that. Agreed. It's got to keep its flavor. And if they can keep what makes NXT unique and then bring it to USA, Ooh. then that's, then maybe. Yeah, here's a good question from the Madcap Mr. Lipkin. If you were a WWE wrestler... Would you rather have your theme song be made by Jim Johnston or the CFO? Oh, give me Jim Johnston. I'd say the CFOs, man. That's fine. Well, you know, I feel like they collaborate more with like cool acts. That's fine. I'm 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 all for legacy. Yeah. Give me Alistair Black's That's theme fine. song. Nothing wrong with that. Damn. Unless what they gave me Undisputed Errors. Yeah, that's what you get. That's a problem. Damn it. That all you're saying, that's what they would give me? Oh, man. Why would you do that? You get the temp song that's kind of held over for three years. Karen, do you think Tony refusing to fight back against Gulak's attack on 205 Live is a feint for something greater like a face turn for both Tony and Drew? Or are they hinting at a greater agenda by Tony allowing his partner in crime to look like the bad guy for the sake of appeasing Enzo? I don't know if Tony was in a position to necessarily willfully refuse anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what their dynamics like going forward. Um, could definitely seem like Gulak was in no way enjoying what he was doing to Tony Nese. He felt like it was something he had to do to appease the boss. I'm going gonna, gonna to take a stab at saying this. I think that, uh, sadly, I don't think this is a face, for, a face turn for Tony Nese. And quite the opposite. I think that, that Gulak is going to have the face turn, and instead of bringing Tony along with him, Tony's going to fall back in line with Enzo because he has been taught his lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the same. But I think what we saw this week was evidence that Tony can't, is capable of a lot more than we've already seen, which has already been great. Yeah. Uh, the Nightcrawler, out of all the wrestling all over the world, Power Rank, who you guys think has the biggest aura around them or the most gravitas? Um, he says, I don't know where he ranks for you guys, but Okada is number one. Aura. I mean, we said aura. before that, like, Okada looks like his presentation, his packaging. He looks like a champ. Yeah, he looks like a championship belt. But then when he takes it all off and he's just in the ring, I don't know. He's aura. got kind of like an understated Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. There's nothing really about him just in how he carries himself that screams, I'm the best wrestler in the world. And I think that works to his advantage. No, cause for me, Naito kind of has it. He's got, he's got like that sort of weird, intangible, cool quality to yeah. him that you can't put your finger on. It's like, why is this guy... Why does he make me feel the way I do? I know. <laughs> you know? I should dislike him. He spits on everybody. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I know. He's, he's like throwing the belt around. Belt around. Yeah. But there's something about him that's so, like, distant and detached. Yeah. It's just that cool. I mean, it, it, I, I'd say Aleister Black has that as well. Yeah. I mean, any, every, out of everybody in NXT, it's Aleister oh, Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 
Um, Manuel Garcia de Paredes, Power Rank, other PowerPoint presentations Gulak has for different situations. Um, I would like to think that he has one for, like, making the perfect grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. And it's like 107 points. You know, really need that many points for grilled cheese? For a good one, yeah. I like to think I make good grilled cheese sandwiches, even though I've never had one. I don't really, yeah, I don't think, I would not. I mean, I've made them for people before, and everybody said they were good. Can we go back to talking about wrecking bosses? That was a fun conversation. You paid them before, and everybody said they're good? That's good. You know, I, you, you know when I, I was, like, my most hyped to make a grilled cheese sandwich? Because I love grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. After watching Chef. Oh, yeah. And Chef. Yeah. Because he was, like, making his, like... Yeah, like, three different kinds of cheese on and stuff. Oh, yeah, I was, I was like, dying for a Cubano sandwich after. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Because I love Cubano sandwiches. Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, and then watching him make them all the time in that food truck. I was like, oh, man, I really want with this now. Oh, so he, this, this kind of goes along with the conversation we're just having. Damien R., do you think WWE has backed themselves into a corner by having the idea of NXT being that wrestlers want to get called up to Maine, given that if they build NXT up as being another brand, it would be okay for some wrestlers to succeed being permanent fixtures on NXT? Guys like Noe, Jose, Cassisono, Iconic Duo, instead of being thought of being failures because they haven't been called up. That is kind of, yes, they kind of, that kind of is a thing. It's like he never got out of NXT, like, how long are you in NXT before you're like, well, why hasn't this guy been called up yet? I, well, because Cassius Ono is the perfect example of a guy who I could see him being a permanent fixture in NXT. Yeah. I thought that was going to be kind of the case with Samoa yeah, Joe. You that, yeah, but I think if 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 they want NXT to rise to the level of Raw and SmackDown in terms of, of mainstream exposure, it's going to take a major name like mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, like yeah. Bobby Roode. To stay in NXT to kind of be the anchor for the company, yeah, and having the idea of being called up not on the table at all. You get a couple uh, guys like that, and then suddenly, oh, okay, people are going to want to go to NXT shows that are in venues that are larger than a thousand seats, you know, yeah. Eventually, it's not going to happen overnight because there isn't really anybody who has been there that has like that sort of veteran status. I'm looking at the roster right now. Who's been there for? But I think once you get some, you know, major top of the card stars who are just in NXT, then I, I think then you're going to see, you know, people are going to start looking at it as something other than a developmental thing, mm-hmm. which is only half the purpose of NXT at this point. There, right now, there would anyways. have to be there would have to be an element of somebody maybe going to Maine. Or somebody, there, there would have to be some sort of declaration from whoever that person is. Because you would need somebody to set a precedent mm-hmm. where they get called they, up and they, say, they no. don't have a desire to go up to the next, you know, up to Maine. But there is, because there is that perception that Maine is where it should be your destination. Yeah, it should be the end result. Should be, yeah, exactly. But say Drew gets called up, he's like, no, I don't want to go to Maine. This is, I want to stay in NXT. Yeah. And it's not because I don't think I can handle main roster. It's because I want I want to build NXT up. Yeah, but then it's like he you would have to be the kind of person who could hold the and Drew is a perfect example. Yeah. But why wouldn't you know there would have to be some really really solid motivation for him not to want to be Universal Champion. Yeah, I know. You know, or the Bruno title. You know, there yeah, would yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. some real solid motivation, and that would be really difficult to come up with. Yeah, you know. 
So, I mean, I could see it. I could see it more with a guy like Cassius Ono because his motivation could be, well, I want to be the guy that people have to get through to get to the next. Or is it just kind of, you know, uh, not exactly kayfabe, the idea that he's kind of a player coach. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there would have to be some sort of element like some of those backstage bits where he's, you know, coaching people and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Then you can, you know, th- then you'd have a bit more that motivation that could sort of be there. Yeah. And that, w- that would be a precedent that you could then sort of run. Yeah, with. and there's some interesting stories you can play off with. Right, exactly. There. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Is that it? That's it. That's our show today? That's our show today. All right, very good. Anyways, uh, Hilton, can you run the music? Nice. Thanks, pal. I can correct Hilton. He's my boss. Anyways, that's it for the show. Uh, thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Love the rest of you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com/live. <laughs>